Hello and welcome to the Strong, Healthy, Happy podcast. I am your host, Deborah, and I'm here today on a very rainy Sunday afternoon. Not my usual scheduled day or time to be recording a podcast, but I just got off um, a message exchange with one of my clients. And through that message exchange, it got me thinking. And I wanted to talk to you today about why your best is good enough. Now, I know as individuals, we're always striving to do things perfectly to the very, very best of our ability. But in reality, we can't always do things as good as we might want to do them. And it doesn't mean that you're any less than. It doesn't mean that you're not good enough. It certainly doesn't mean that you're not trying hard enough. But sometimes it's a case of doing the best you can in the situation you're in and knowing that your best is good enough. Now, the client that I was exchanging messages with has um, got a back uh, flare up and it means that she has been unable to exercise this week, which obviously leaves you feeling a little bit um, sluggish from not moving your body as much. And also when you enjoy your workouts, you miss the benefits that you get from your workouts particularly the mental uh, well-being you get from your workouts as well as making you feel good. And what can often happen is when you can't do something, it makes you question what's the point of doing all the other things that will help you progress towards your goal because you can't do them all and you can't do them to the best of your ability. And this is why I wanted to talk about that your best is good enough. And when you accept that your best is good enough, you can still make really good progress and probably more progress if you quit every time you couldn't do your best or every time you messed up or every time you didn't quite do something that you would hope to do. Your best is good enough. And as long as you get to the end of the day and you ask yourself, did I do my best today? As long as you answer yes, then you know that your best is good enough. Now, I wanna just use my client as an example and I will go on to others, but she can't exercise. And so now it is even more important that she focuses on all the other elements that she needs to do in order to feel good, to improve her health and progress towards her fat loss goal. And those things are her nutrition. So instead of focusing on her exercise, or letting the, the fact that she is unable to exercise affect her ability to continue making progress, we shift the focus on what you can do in the circumstances you're in and always to focus on what you can do and not worry about what you can't. So for her, she needs to focus on her nutrition. It's more important than ever. And as well as focusing on the nutrition for her goal of fat loss, Focusing on her, her nutrition will give her an element of control. It will help her feel good, which will benefit her physical health as well as her mental well-being. And the other thing that she can do is also get out uh, outside and walk. And the benefit from walking uh, is really underrated. And walking will benefit you in so many ways. Walking will uh, contribute to your daily energy expenditure, which is the amount of calories you burn. And if your goal is fat loss, it's a good idea to keep your steps 
in a in a range that will enable you to expend more energy and walking will also give you fresh air if you're walking in daylight you will benefit from vitamin d and walking outside and just moving in the fresh air in nature preferably if you can walk somewhere nice will benefit your mood and how you feel as well as the productivity you experience when you get home from being outside in your walk. So these are the things that she's going to focus on. She's not throwing the towel in. She's not quitting because she can't do things as perfectly as she had hoped. So it's about setting realistic expectations of yourself. And so obviously I help my clients set realistic expectations. But if you're listening to this and you don't have a coach to support you with that, my advice and what I can help you with is always setting yourself up to succeed. You don't ever want to set yourself up to fail. And if you set your expectations too high, you are setting yourself up to have that all or nothing mentality or the perfection mindset, or that if you can't do your best, then anything less than your best is not good enough. And it comes back to the title of this podcast which is your best is always good enough. Um, so setting realistic expectations and recognizing your start point. So no matter where you are right now in your health and your uh, actions that you're doing to support your health, i.e. your steps, your nutrition, doing exercise, it's important to not set expectations that way exceed where you are now. So if, for example, you're doing three, 4,000 steps a day, let's get you to 5,000. I'm not going to set you a 10,000 uh, target step goal because to go from 4,000 to 10,000 is quite a big jump. And it's also setting you up potentially to fail if you don't achieve it and then throw the towel in when you think that it's not worth it because you didn't achieve your target. So meeting yourself where you're at. Same with exercise. If you're currently not doing any exercise, doing one session a week is going to be better than doing none a week. And it's a realistic expectation. With your nutrition, if you're wanting to reduce body fat, and you're looking to go into a deficit, i.e. you're eating less than your body expends, what you don't want to do is go into over-restriction and have a bit of a knee-jerk reaction to your response to wanting to reduce body fat. And that, in, that response tends to be, all oh, right, I'm not having this. I'm cutting out that. I'm going to go on super low calories. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to allow myself this. And before you know it, you've got this restrict, restrictive diet that you've set yourself that is quite miserable, really difficult to stick to. And when you can't, because you might do for a couple of days, and then when reality kicks in and it's miserable and really hard to stick to, and you then go over what you had set yourself, it is setting yourself up to fail. So you want to set realistic expectations. And that is, you don't need to be in such a big deficit. You don't need to put so many restrictions. It might be something as simple as adding more veg to your meal because it will improve the quality of your nutrition. And you'll probably be less likely to eat the other foods because you're going to be feeling fuller from the increased fiber from the veg and the, and the more uh, satiety you will get from that. And it might be something as simple as that. 
it might also be adding a serving of protein to your lunch where normally you you don't. It could be something as simple as that. So always set your expectations so that you can achieve them. And as they become more habitual, as you are achieving them more and more, then you can set yourself a little higher expectations. Coming away from the all or nothing mentality or the perfectionist mindset is going to serve you really well in the long term. You've often heard of, you know, being consistent, be consistent, be consistent. But that term on its own is not quite accurate enough because be consistent in what? Be consistent in trying to be perfect or being consistent when you embrace that you don't need to be perfect and that being imperfect but consistently is going to actually give you, enable you to progress more than if you strive for being sometimes perfect. And striving to be perfect in all areas of your life, not just in your health, but in your work environment, in your family environment, whatever environment, striving for perfection is a really high uh, achieving goal to get. And there is no actual definition of perfection. Like you may have an idea how your perfection look looks. It may not be the same as someone else's looks. Um, but striving for perfection is setting you up to potentially fail because it's a really high achieving goal. When you embrace that you don't have to do things perfectly, you will then not quit every time you don't get things right because it's that quitting and restarting that is setting you back every time. And when people quit, there's a few examples I can give. So let's just say, you know, you can't do the gym. So you decide there's no point doing your nutrition. And maybe that goes on for more than one day. And then it rolls into the next and then the next. And the regression you will make potentially taking you further away from your goal, as opposed to accepting that you can't do the gym, but you're going to do what you can with your nutrition and your steps, and you're going to do the best you can in the situation you're in, you will then move closer to your goal. And that's the same if your nutrition, you eat something you hadn't planned, it took you over your planned calories, or you just ate and you're a little bit too full, or you had a couple of drinks, you hadn't quite factored that in, you don't need to then have the mindset, oh, well, I've had this, so I may as well just have X, Y, Z as well, because I've ruined it. Instead of thinking you haven't ruined it, you may have had a bit extra, it may not have been what you set out to do, but just embrace the, the fact that you've been imperfect and to carry on. And that way, when you embrace your imperfect actions, you will then move closer to your goal. Those of you who may be listening to this and you are a, I'll start again on Monday person, it is also promoting that perfection mindset of trying to do things perfectly. And when things don't go perfect, you quit and then think, oh, start again Monday. And then you go around this cycle over and over again, and it's perpetuating your all or nothing mentality. If things don't go to plan, if things aren't perfect, my advice is to just get back to it. Restore balance, 
as soon as you can. Because the longer you roll things over, the longer you throw the towel in for, the further away you're going to be moving from your goals. So think about how you can move closer to your goal. And although you weren't perfect, you're just going to carry on and be consistent. And that way you're going to make progress towards your goal. Now, I've worked with a lot of women, whether it's through my coaching or whether it's uh, in other areas of um, my career. And it is probably the most common thing when I start working with somebody that they have in the past always strived to do things perfectly. And it's, it's been their fall down in their progression. Um, and one of the things I work on straight away when I work with someone new is I actively encourage um, my clients to not be perfect. I don't want them to be perfect because it's setting quite a high bar and it's quite hard to achieve consistently. So I always encourage imperfection. That doesn't mean to say I'm giving them permission to not put in a lot of effort because, of course, I want them to still put effort in. I still want them to work hard towards the goal that they want, but they don't have to do it perfectly. And when you learn to operate at what I call the 80%, you will make more progress than sometimes being 100% and sometimes being 20% or somewhere in that, in that um, spectrum. So embrace being imperfect. Know that your best is good enough. It doesn't make you less than. It doesn't mean that you're not trying hard enough. It just means that you're doing the best you can in the situation you're in. Focusing on what you can control and not what you can't. I hope you found this helpful. And this was very impromptu, unscripted, um, but I'm hoping that you found it helpful. And I look forward to seeing you on the next podcast. Please like. Uh, subscribe to this podcast and obviously I welcome feedback and you can find me on social media my handles are in the show notes and um, yeah I look forward to you joining me on the next one have a great day